Well, good Monday morning and welcome to Connect, the California MBA's weekly podcast featuring one-on-one interviews with movers and shakers in the mortgage industry. It is April and we are talking with innovators and disruptors this month. So uh, folks who have been changing the mortgage industry uh, from the start of their companies and who continue to innovate in the industry and continue to shake things up and bring in fresh ideas. And so we've got a lot of great guests lined up this month. I hope you're excited to uh, find out their insights, what makes their companies and their uh, uh, perspectives unique, and uh, hopefully have some takeaways to improve your own company as well. So before we get into the conversation today, let's thank our sponsors over at Accelerate. So if you're looking to close out more loans in 2021, we ask that every time, everyone should be answering yes, then it's important you want to check out Accelerate. And Experience Accelerate's award-winning customer engagement platform that features lead management, CRM, call routing, sales enablement, marketing automation, borrower engagement, and data intelligence through innovative use of multi-channel marketing, which includes text, social media, email, direct mail, phone, ringless voicemail, retargeting, and much more. And as we always say, if you're not following Josh Friend on LinkedIn, you're missing out. Josh is posting on there quite often. He's got a lot of good insights. And uh, if you want to schedule a uh, a personal demo, make sure and go to Incelerate.com and you can do that there. So before we jump into the conversation, I want to toss it over to Susan Malazzo, our CEO, for this week's weekly update. Susan. Thanks, Dustin. Hi, this is Susan, and uh, we are weeks away from this year's Mortgage Innovators Conference, so I thought I would share with you all a few ways that you can save on your registration. First, of course, if you are a member of the California MBA, you always get a discounted registration fee for any of our events, so great way to save right from the beginning. Um, Also, we started uh, our registration promotions, and so last week we launched our first round, but if you're registered by this Friday, you'll be entered to win another Amazon gift card. Um, So great little gift that you can get just for registering for an event uh, that you won't want to miss anyway. Uh, Also, all of our sponsors have received um, 50 uh, promo codes to offer their customers uh, 50% off to register. So feel free to reach out to any of our sponsors and ask them for their promo code and you can register at a very deep discount. Either way, you wanna be sure that you are registered by April 15th because that will ensure that you can get our fun conference experience kits. And those of you that joined us last year uh, know that we had some fun uh, sending those out. It includes a wide variety of um, items from our sponsors and things that, um, little prizes that we might be mentioning for other ways to win during our virtual conference that will be happening on May 4th. So. Um, Be sure that you get your registration taken care of this week, and I look forward to seeing you in our virtual environment on May 4th. That's it for this week. Back to you, Dustin. All right. Thanks, Susan. Now let's jump into the conversation. I'm excited to welcome in here uh, one of our our first uh, repeat guests. We actually talked to uh, Alex uh, last year and had a great conversation. We're bringing back in excited to find out uh, what's new at Sales Boomerang. Alex is the uh, co-founder and chief ROI booster He's also, many people don't know this, he's also the Jedi Master of Lending Secrets. So we've got, uh, we've got someone in here that uh, knows all the secrets here. We're going to find out some more about uh, what Alex has been up to. So Alex, welcome. Oh, thank you for having me, Dustin. Uh, always always a pleasure, and, and, and I always enjoy listening to your show. No, appreciate it. Appreciate it. So we've talked about, I want to say it was about six or eight months ago. What uh, Anything, what's new at uh, Sales Boomerang since then? 
Well, you know, uh, the beauty of, of having a follow-up conversation is you can actually check if, uh, if uh, the, what the person said worked out or not. And so I think in the last conversation, we were, we were talking about the pilot of, of our newest uh, uh, initiative, which was the Prescriptive Scenarios, uh, which is a, 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 an engine, of, a brain, if you will, that tells lenders not just the fact that somebody in their database is ready for a loan, but which loan are they ready for with you right now and are actually qualified for right now? And so we were talking about it then. It's it's alive and, and running and producing results. We we as as all experiments, as all concepts go, you hope it works. And then when it comes to life and works and then ends up working better than you even expected, it's just it's just reason to celebrate. So uh we went through alpha beautifully, beta beautifully, and we're live now and just uh bringing on uh, clients to use it uh, every day. Wow, it's keeping you busy then, that's good, that's good. Yes, yes. So, as I mentioned here, the uh, the theme this month is uh, innovators and disruptors. We've got our Mortgage Innovators Conference coming up here in just a few weeks, if you're a big participant in that as well. If you're not registered yet, make sure to go to mortgageinnovators.com and sign up for that. Um, Absolutely, let me second that by the way. It's a great conference, done it before, Been it's it's amazing. So make sure you guys show up. It's, a, it's great information, great people to meet as well. Yeah, Alex has got a couple of speaking roles there. He's gonna be uh, interviewing uh, Jerry uh, Hallbrook with Volley and also he's got his own uh, tech talk as well. So definitely make sure and uh, sign up for that. So you guys at Sales Boomerang, you guys are definitely, uh, the, when I thought of uh, innovators and disruptors in the industry, you guys are one of my, the first thought in my head because it's one of those things where, you know, had anyone heard of Sales Boomerang 10 years ago? No. Now you guys are everywhere. I mean, that to me is the perfect example of an innovator or a disruptor. So tell me, what do you think, what's been the biggest innovation or disruption you guys have made at Sales Boomerang? Well, if we go back, if we go back to, and this is so interesting, um, <laughs> uh, I don't know if I, if I can share some of the things that we're, that we're in line to get awarded, uh, not just from the industry, but from around uh, the world, uh, we're, we're lined up to get some some serious awards for what we've done. So I, I may not drop those things here. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to share all those things just yet, but just understand um, we've just had a very similar conversation uh, describing what what it is that, that kind of took us to where we are today. And you know what's interesting? We intended to not disrupt in the beginning. That's a, that is like, I don't know if this is a, a, a big secret or, or something that a lot of other companies that have some fast pace and have done some things to move markets can, can actually uh, admit, but we specifically wanted to come in and not be a disruptor and actually feel like an evolution instead of a revolution. Because here's what I heard, uh, Dustin, for those of you that, that haven't heard some of the story, uh, I personally was not from the mortgage industry. Uh, when when we when I started working on this in 2016, I was from the marketing communications technology. Uh, that was that is that is where where I grew up in business, right? Is building businesses, but from the marketing communications technology side. And when I was like, hey, let's bring this great technology to the mortgage industry, interviewing some of the people from the mortgage industry told me very quickly that people were afraid of technology. They were afraid of change. They were afraid of fast pace. They were afraid of disruption. And if you look back, until about 2015, 2014, 2015, the mortgage industry was sort of, and not to uh, you know point a spotlight on our on our mission of no borrower left behind, the mortgage industry was being left behind by technology. 
but it felt okay because you're still doing $2 trillion. And what industry can say something is wrong when they're doing $2 trillion, hey, bro, right? Yep. Yeah. If, it don't, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Exactly right. And so I think one of the things that made us, one of the things we disrupted was the concept of making yourself look like a disruptor to get attention. We went the opposite way. We said, wait a second, don't fear. This is nothing new. This is, you know how when you turn somebody down, don't you want to know when they're qualified? Now, yeah, yeah. And now what do you do? You try to physically try to measure what they could have done in the meantime and call them at the exact right moment. So you could say, hey, did you fix your credit? And people are like, yeah, I do that now. That's right. I have folders and I go back to them every every so often and I call them depending on their situation. If somebody was in the low 500s, I wait a little longer than somebody that was in the high 500s. I needed to be at 620. I said, great. So guess what? This is nothing new. We're just going to automate that piece. That's all. Everything you're doing, we're just going to make it automatic for you. And that was the thing that I think truly catapulted us because people weren't afraid of something new. They were like, oh, you're just going to help me do what I'm already doing manually, but you're just going to do it faster and easier for me. I can get behind that. And then this was the bigger disruption of what we decided to do was to say, look, you never have to log into Sales Boomerang ever. All of all the magic we do will come to you. That way you don't have to learn technology. You don't have to remember passwords. Just have to know that you want this information. And if you want it, it comes to you with no walls blocking it, no needing to learn how to log into things. How would you like that experience? And that was where we got a resounding yes and where lenders said to us, Alex, our loan officers, maybe they want to, uh, but in most cases don't go enthusiastically into learning a new piece of technology. They, re they resist it. And so this, and this is what they said to us. So they said, Alex, this, if you can deliver this without new education on technology, new UI to learn, new login to remember, you're going to have a lot of adoption. And I came to find out, Dustin, that adoption is a very big thing in the mortgage industry, very important. But even more important was the utilization. You can adopt something, meaning I know it, but if I don't use it, then who cares? Yeah, I know we have this solution, but I don't use it. Well, then who cares if you you're if you've adopted the concept if you're right and so uh you know when you're talking about disrupt disruption i think the 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 thing that we were um successful in in disrupting was really alignment with where the industry wanted to be without them even knowing that they wanted to be there they wanted this information they just didn't want to go look for it right they wanted this information they just not, didn't want to have to go log in somewhere right it's 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 all of those things and when it became the perfect storm CRM started growing their 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 technology base and their integrations and and people started to get used to saying okay not only do I have an LOS now uh, but I also have this thing a CRM now but I also have this thing called a POS now right and so all of these technologies started to 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 come up at the exact time when when we were just starting to think about the business we weren't even building it yet um, and so it was a it was a perfect storm to be able to look like a disruptor where really we wanted to kind of just merge in right you know not no friction don't create any any loud noises just kind of get in line and let people believe that this is something that they should have had 10 years ago because it's 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 that easy to, to take advantage of and I think that's, that's some you of guys the secret. disrupting without trying to disrupt I mean going in not trying to disrupt as you say but I mean, that is the disruption is, you know, making a change without, to your point, I mean, I love the idea. I mean, I had to be a huge selling point that you don't have to remember another, you know, username and password. That's huge. 
Yes. And if you look at earlier interviews, again, from 2017, 2018, if you look up any interviews with Sales Boomerang, then you will hear me say constantly because people are like, wow, this is revolutionary. They would say this to me and I would correct them right on the call, say, no, 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 this is evolutionary. This is this was bound to happen. We're just the lucky ones bringing it to the market. But this was 100 percent going to happen sooner or later in this industry. And that is this. First of all, that's true. Second of all, that was the thing that allowed us to disrupt because then people came in with sort of an open mind going, oh, you're saying this is just the electric vehicle version of the, the gas vehicle? Okay, I can see the benefit there. It's not a huge, it's not a flying car. I'm afraid of a flying car. That's too much, but I'm not afraid of a car that's run on electricity. I'm, I'm interested in hearing at least more about that. And that is what opened up people's ears. They gave us a chance to at least be heard. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. And you maybe you're you know sort of touching on this here, but what from your perspective, what's the most important attitude for a company to have to be a successful disruptor in any industry? Wow. Or is it different um, depending on the industry? That's a great question. So so I would say uh, one of my favorite uh, I guess lessons, uh, and, and this is a famous one, right? I believe it was I believe it was Bruce Lee who said. I am less afraid of a man that's practiced a thousand punches one time than a man that's practiced one punch a thousand times, right? And so I'd say if you want to be an, an, a great disruptor, focus on that one punch. Like what can you, and you've all heard this before, but let's just bring it back to basics here. What can you be the best in the world at? Once you've identified that, go all in on that. You want to be a disruptor? Find the one thing and become the best in the world at that. That's 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 the... That's the sure way to disrupt. You may not even disrupt an industry, but you may disrupt a process, right? You may innovate on a process. You may um, make a process more efficient, and that process then uh, influences another process or another task or another business or another strategy, and that's where the disruption begins, right? And so there are so many moving parts in business, right? People often think that it's one thing that makes everything happen, but it's not. Right. Sales boomerang alone could not have the impact it had on this on, on the industry without you mentioned Accelerate, wonderful organization. Love Josh uh, and, and, and what they do um, without Josh and, and, and uh, his CRM and organizations like his. We would only be half efficient because then you would have to log into a system. You would have to figure out how to send your own emails. You would have to figure out how to send your own text messages. Right. But with a partner like like Accelerate. It happens automatically, which makes Sales Boomerang much more effective and much more much more easier to to integrate and adopt and use, right? And so my point is this: uh, focus on the one thing. Don't assume that this is the this that that if you're doing one small piece of the bigger of the bigger puzzle that you're not valuable, right? You are. Just become the very best at this. Right. There's so many examples of this, by the way. Right. We can get into so many different examples, you know, even even going as far as as, as something like post-it notes. Right. Think about this. They became the absolute best at that. Now they make everything. But they only made everything once people trusted that they're the best at this thing. Right. right? So, you know, to be a disruptor, just find that one thing that you can be the best at, go all in on that, and the rest you'll 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 grow from. That's a great takeaway. That's a great practical takeaway. I love that. Um, so let's uh, let's transition a little bit from the company to the individuals running the company. So yeah. you know, and this is maybe a little you know self self diagnosis here. 
Um, the what about those innovators at the heart of these successful disrupting companies? What are maybe from your perspective the most important or common qualities you see in that? Oh my goodness, <laughs> man! You, you could do an entire show. Innovative or disruptive company, and what do you admire about uh, their you know founders? So I just want to make sure I understand the question about the founder or about the people, other people in the company too, like the VPs, the 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 the. Once you make it run, right, the heart of the company. The heart of it. So everyone, from the founders to the to the founding right. to the leadership team to. So so here's the thing. This is true about everything, in 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 life, in business, uh, in family, friends. Like, huh, what's the? I want to make sure I, I I give your this audience you myself. Um, I want to make sure that I honor myself in the way I stand behind this answer, but also that your audience gets gets the most out of this and can put it in practice. So, the people that join your organization, right, are doing it for themselves. Okay, this is very important. This is very important. There's there's two ways that you can say that you agree with someone. One is you're right, and one is right. Okay. Now, what's the difference? Just one word is the difference. In many cases, and you can go back in your mind, you're going to see this. Now that I say this, now that everyone hears this, you're going to start seeing this in your life. And you're going to be like, oh my God, that is so true. When you say to someone, you're right, you're basically saying, you're right, leave me alone. Okay. F okay, you're right. Right. But when you say, right, yes. You're agreeing with your own beliefs and you're going to progress forward. So think about this. When I'm in it for myself, okay, I want to be, I want, I want to be involved in the process. When I'm in it for you, right? When I'm doing it for you, I can lose interest at some point. So why do I always talk about the most important thing is that everyone on your team is in it for themselves. They're in it for themselves. They're doing it for themselves. They're enjoying this, not for your win, but for their own personal win. And because they're part of a team, you're going to win together, right? But if everyone goes on, if you look at sports and if somebody goes out and says, hey, I'm going to have the best game of my life because I love this, they're going to have the best game of their life. Everyone on the team benefits from that, right? And right. so when, when, you're, when we're looking inward, one of the things that we personally look for, that I personally look for and everyone that we bring on a team is that people are in the positions that they love being in. And then the rest starts to take care of itself. It really does. And so in, in disruptive, uh, you know, in, in, in organizations that grow quickly and if you want to put a, put a disruptive, disruptive label on them, they grow quickly because you got a bunch of people that are in roles that they really enjoy doing, right? Like you have a bunch of people that aren't resenting that aren't uh, hitting the snooze button on their alarm clocks 12 times before they get up to go do what they want. You have people who are doing the opposite. You have people who are looking forward to Mondays, not not Saturdays, right? And and not because somebody asked them to, not because Alex said, hey, team, you should be excited about Mondays, but literally they're excited about Mondays because they can't wait to get into doing what they were doing, right? And so that, if, if, you're, if you wanna look at healthy, fast-growing companies, you'll find that, you'll find people in the roles that they dreamt of being in and they're not um there's there's very little politicking there's very little you know well why is that person doing the thing that i should be doing none of that it's a lot of support it's like i want to do what that person is doing hey how do i get there that's the conversation right i want to be the starting quarterback how do i become the starting quarterback well here's what you have to do right you need to show up right um and so 
I think I think that's uh, again very kind of um, abstract look at a solution to be a, a successful disruptor, right? By just simply putting people in the roles that they enjoy doing, and you'll quickly know if they enjoy doing them because you'll see their their uh, their excitement in the in the position. If it's not there, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, it's somewhat abstract, but it's super practical. And to your point, I mean, you can see the results, you know, with your own eyes. So, well, that's what I wanted to do, Dustin, is make sure the answer, because there's some answers that that are when somebody hears they're out of reach. Like, I, I don't know, how am I supposed to measure that? Well, right. this is something you can really look in inwards and go, whew. And there's and there's people on teams that just aren't loving it. But you know what? Here's the here's the crazy part, Dustin. People feel like they owe somebody something. Well, he hired me, so I owe him at least six months. No, you don't. Stop it. You only owe yourself something. That's it. You don't owe your hiring manager another six months of working there and hate it. That doesn't yeah. help anyone. What you owe is, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Manager, I love the opportunity that you gave me. I love this company. I just don't like my role in this company. Is there another thing I can do here? Here's what I love. I didn't realize it, but being here for two months, I realized now that this is where I'd rather be. Is there, is there something available for me? And you as the leader, as the owner of the company, needs to understand what that person is saying and not take it personally and understand that it is in your best interest to move them to a role or help them find another role in another company, but literally help them. Don't just go get out of my office and get out of my company. You're done. That's not That doesn't work either. You want to you 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 want to help that person right and so that that right there is just uh you know just a lesson for people listening who are wanting to join companies remember join them for your reasons right for your reasons why are you there right that's all yeah yeah that's great feedback great great uh great insight there so you guys i think are in the kind of in this position right now it seems like at least from my perspective you know you are starting to make that transition from that upstart you know disruptor to an established market player now. Everyone knows your name, you're at all the conferences, everyone, you're on everyone's tongue. So how do you, what What are some of the steps and, and what are the maybe some of the unique challenges that you're facing as you make that transition from that upstart to the established player? You know, uh, you, you, ask, you ask the best questions you, uh, and, I, and I love these questions. Um, so. I'm not gonna make it easier. <laughs> the, the, you know, some of the biggest transitions that you'll go from in uh in a great book to read for anyone in technology and i'm sure you all heard it is the crossing the chasm it's a great book um but some of the biggest challenges that that you may face and, and that we're seeing too is going from those early adopters right the innovators to early adopters to the early majority and the er early majority is where every company wants to get to right that's where that's where over 30 percent of all the business is uh, but the early majority uh, of your customers they think differently they need more proof. They, they, they need to have tangible evidence that this is gonna work for them. And a lot of the people that are making the decisions on that technology are saying, hey, I'm making a decision and I don't wanna be fired for making this decision. So I wanna be confident that I'm making the right decision, right? And so that's a big difference than, than selling into uh, the innovators and early adopters. Innovators are okay in failing. They're like, you know what? We're gonna try it. If it doesn't work, we'll try something else, right? Uh, but we want to be, we want to try it now before this thing, you know, really takes, that's innovators, early adopters are right there, right behind them, right on their heels going, okay, I've heard this for a few months now or, or a year now, I, I, we're ready to take a dive into it. Um, and those, and that early majority just needs to think it through a little bit more. So for us, uh, what we've done 
is we've really staffed up on customer success and te and technical support and educators and and uh, adoption and utilization specialists, contact specialists, strategists, so that we are hearing our clients and they can see that the support will be there for them, that they're not going to be left out um, and and you know thrown in deep waters and saying, hey, trust us, this works, just trust us. It's like, no, don't just trust us. We're going to hold your hand and we're going to have a net at the bottom and we're going to have cushions under the net <laughs> and the cushions are going to be floating on water, right? So like no matter what happens, you're going to be all right here. In fact, you're just going to win. Um, we're, we're toying, Dustin, and this will be an exclusive here, right? We're toying with making a guarantee. We're toying with literally guaranteeing an ROI so that these early adopt uh, this this early majority really can shake off the stress and be like okay all right well if it's a guarantee we can't really go wrong here right like if i'm guaranteed you know let's just say three or five x if i give the sales boomerang a dollar they promise me to get three to five dollars back every time what do i have to lose nothing everything to gain right um and so so we are we are toying with that like how do we that would be a really, by the way, talking about disruptors for the month, that would be an incredibly disruptive move, right? Like, guarantee, hey, who in the world has given you a guarantee before? No one. We're yeah. doing that. We're about to do that, right? We're toying with it. Um, we have one or two companies under a guarantee right now that we're, that we're testing. Um, and, and that is sort of because of how well this works, because of, because it's really is evolutionary. It's just, it's just. Do you want to know what's happening to the customers that you've worked with or, or, or have talked to before? Yes, I do. I care about them. Great. Would you like to know when they need you next? Yes, I would like to know that. Okay. If the answer is yes to both of those things, then this system never not works. It, and there's, there's, so um, if it never not works, how do we help more lenders? Well, we got to break past that fear. And so here's the customer success, technical success, strategy, contact, training, and guarantee. Put those in place we should get through the early majority and the late majority uh with with relative ease interesting all right well you heard it here first and, and stay tuned uh you know on uh follow you guys on LinkedIn. six months from website. now yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> we'll check back in we'll hold you accountable that's uh, right so uh let's uh, switch back real quick to uh mortgages for a second i'm curious your thought now um what aspect of the lending life cycle in from your perspective is due for the you know is most due maybe for a major innovation or right for a disruptor to come in and really shake things up post loan i mean that's easy i could tell you done post loan post loan needs the most work um it's a wild wild west like i i do a loan with a lender what's next Nobody knows. The lender doesn't tell me. I don't know. I see commercials from 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 people. I see mail from people. I see billboards. I see on the radio people are talking about stuff on Facebook, on uh, on on Twitter, on on Instagram. People are posting all these things about rates and programs. And as a consumer, how do I know if I should be doing the biggest investment I've ever made? And the minute I finish my deal, I have no clue if it was a good investment. I do not know if I'm in the best loan, if this vehicle is still the best vehicle for me to be in. No clue. Post loan. That's that's it. And and the spokesperson for it should be post Malone. No, bad joke. All right. Yeah. Nobody laughs at nobody laughs at it. That's okay. It made me laugh. <laughs> so so listen, post loan. Here's what I mean by that. When you finish my loan. Please tell me what happens next. When 
do I need to improve the vehicle I'm in? Because what is a loan? It's a financial vehicle. That's all it is, right? It's a relationship between me and the, and the financial institution that says, hey, you want to live in this house. I want you to live in this house. I'm going to put up the risk of, of, of lending you my money. You pay it back on, on this agreed upon uh, uh, terms. Uh, and And at some point, there may be better options for you. But right now, I don't know when that point comes because I get bombarded with emails and letters and advertisements the day I get my loan. Yep. So I don't know. Did I make the right buying decision? And so the best thing to do is for now to focus on post-loan. If you can show me when I should be looking at taking the next loan or improving my current position, then I can sort of move forward and ignore the, the noise. I can ignore the noise. I'll give you an example. Before I had kids, Every diaper commercial was a waste of time. It was noise. I don't need a diaper. I don't need to, I don't have kids. There's nothing, I don't need baby formulas. I don't need any of that stuff. But as I saw them, it was completely wasted on me, right? I literally could not wait for that commercial to get out of my way because it has nothing to do with me. Well, that is That's what's what happening. That's what Alex. Say it again? First place. So you just fast forward right through those commercials. That's right. That, oh, there you go. That's why we record everything. Or Netflix, right? That's why we. Exactly. That's why that. That's why Netflix actually is as successful as as it is. Right? You get exactly what you want when you want it. I click a button. I get to watch the show I want right away. I don't have to. Nothing else can can prevent me. So, so here's my point. In the mortgage industry, uh, the minute I do a loan, a thousand companies contact me for me to do a loan with them. It's very confusing. So as a lender, it should be my job to explain to the to the to the loan uh, to the borrower that look, you're going to hear all these things, right? Maybe you don't even have to say that, but let's say you do say that. You're going to hear all these things. Here's why none of that matters to you, because nobody knows your situation like us. We just did this loan for you, and we know exactly what's best for you. Now here's the best part, Mr. and Mrs. Customer. Now that we know what was the best for you today, I can actually tell you what's going to be best for you tomorrow. So based on your current loan, Dustin, what needs to happen is rates need to drop by this much. Your credit needs to go up by this much. Your equity needs to go here. Your debt needs to go here. And when those things happen, there is a better option for you. But until those things happen, every ad you see is not for you. You can just ignore them. You can skip over them. It's like diapers that without having a baby, right? Just right. skip over. Don't even give it a second thought. But it doesn't happen today. Today, I give it a second thought. What does that commercial mean? Does that mean I should do something? Should I call that company? Should I ask a question? I don't know. But if somebody tells me when, where, and why the next best loan is for me, I can actually go. It's just like Sales Boomerang. I don't have to log into any user interface. I don't have to remember any passwords. I can move forward. And when the time comes, it will appear right in front of me. Now I contact my lender or my lender contacts me. And it says, hey, Dustin, remember the day I told you it was going to be the right time for you to take a loan? Today's that day. Yeah. Then you're a partner. Then you're a lending partner. You're not just, you know, my lender. You actually are just an investment there. And I'm a customer for life. I'm invested in you. That's that's exactly right. And we have a plan together. That's why I'm invested in you, because we've made a plan. You can't expect me to invest in you, the lender, and believe in you if all you've done is sold me something. Right. But if you've given me a plan to follow that's best for Alex, which means, by the way, which means lenders, listen up. If you're listening to this, listen up. It means you have to be selfless. It means if you've given Alex the formula, then you have to trust that Alex will do what's best for Alex with that information. Hopefully, because you gave it to them, they trust you to, to carry out that formula. That is what typically, by the way, ha happens psychologically. We follow the path of least resistance. We don't want to start over again. But 
in most cases, we don't have a path, so we do start over again in this industry. But if you give me a path, you show me the trust, you show me that this plan is for you, me, the customer, and that you're just gonna help me execute on it, then when the time comes, I'm executing it with you. But you can't hold me accountable. You can't you can't get mad at me, the customer, if I go, ooh, I think, I'm, I think I've checked all these boxes and nobody's called me yet, I'm gonna go find someone. So it's up to you then to be there timely. But if I take advantage and put myself in the best loan based on your recommendation, great. You should be proud. You should you actually help the customer get into a better vehicle uh, with or without you, which is actually the, the goal, right? Don't just give me a fish. Teach me how to fish. Hey, Jedi Master of Lending Secrets right here. I love it. Um, <laughs> so we have time for like, uh, let's see, one more question here. And uh, I'm curious your thought on this one. So how important, and I think you're a your perfect example of this, how important is it to bring in outside voices, maybe outside from the mortgage industry in general, to drive innovation? It is as important as knowing your business, right? Outside voices, outside, um, outside industry insights. Well, I'll, I'll tell you like this. I, in the very early stages of Sales Boomerang, I dove into every piece of mortgage information I could find. I went to every conference, I listened to every every podcast, I read every article, because I just wanted to understand what this industry was all about. And today, I'm looking outside the industry way more than looking inside the industry, constantly. I'm reading books, articles, podcasts, outside the industry than, than in the industry because we've also seen in the past that the mortgage industry tends to be a little bit behind what's happening everywhere else. So if we can discover something happening in a very fast-paced industry that's working or in another country that's far more innovative in, in the financial sector, right? Uh, in general, right? Like somebody that's moving their industries forward, how are they moving them forward? What have they done? Oh, communities, right? Well, communities are starting to become a real big thing in other industries. Peloton being a great example of that, right? Um, not just not just working out, but building communities around working out, right? And like-minded people and all. So looking outside this industry should should be a practice that everyone everyone does. Like like period. Always look outside the industry because there's things happening that you can absolutely correlate within within your industry. I mean, every one of my favorite examples is is chefs, right? Chefs spend so much time outside of their um, core business or, core, or, or of their core menu, looking at other menus, other countries, other recipes, other, other restaurants to just see what is the uniqueness that they can bring back just an element from that and changes the entire, the entire uh, menu for, for, the next, for the next season. But they weren't looking at an Italian restaurant, wasn't looking at another Italian restaurant. An Italian restaurant was looking at a Thai restaurant, right? And it's like, and then all of a sudden you're you're going to this to this to this Italian restaurant and there's such a unique take on you know I don't know what, what, what lasagna I'm just making something up right. and you're like how did they even come up with this that's because they specifically stayed away from their industry right like they purposefully didn't want to look at anything else Italian um, and that's that's some that's a lesson you definitely want to bring into your business yeah that's a great one to end on here Alex hey. Appreciate the time, everyone. Uh, if uh, you're wanting to uh, follow Alex, make sure and follow him here on uh, LinkedIn. He's uh, got a lot of uh, good content on there as well, or salesboomerang.com. Alex, thanks again for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Dustin. Oh, we always love these conversations.
absolutely. And if you enjoyed the conversation, make sure and follow us here on our YouTube channel. You can also catch us on uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. And we'll be back again next week for another episode of Connect. We'll see you then.